Hi there, I'm Nicolette Reed, and this is EIB Export News. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to EIB Export News. I'm your host, Nicolette, and I'm back after a long hiatus, so thank you for joining us today. We're going to be talking about Russia and Ukraine, and more specifically, we'll be talking about the sanctions that President Biden has recently rolled out. So please stay tuned. We get a lot to cover. It's pretty well known that Russia has long since been trying to assert its political dominance over the Ukraine and that Russia would like for the Ukraine to actually be part of Russia and not a sovereign nation. In the past, the Ukraine has said it would like to be a member of NATO, although currently the Ukraine is not officially a recognized member of NATO, nor is Russia. In fact, Vladimir Putin has an overall disdain of NATO in general and their policies. Recently, the situation between Russia and the Ukraine escalated when Vladimir Putin ordered the invasion and subsequent bombing later on of the Ukraine. Many Ukrainian citizens are now displaced as a result. And while the Ukraine is not an official member of NATO, both Germany and the United States are. And recently, Russia has made cyber attack threats towards the United States, aiming to target the private sector particularly critical technology companies and or defense companies. Also amongst the threats for Germany were to cut off a natural gas resource line for them, which this time of year being winter would leave many Germans out in the cold. The attacks on the Ukraine, the threats towards our NATO ally Germany, as well as the threat of the cyber attack on the United States, has forced President Biden to issue a series of sanctions against Russia. On February 21st, 2022, President Biden issued an executive order on blocking the property of certain persons and prohibiting certain transactions with respect to continued Russian efforts to undermine the sovereignty and territorial integrity of the Ukraine. Under this executive order, the following are prohibited. Any new investment in the so-called DNR or LNR regions of the Ukraine or other such regions of the Ukraine as may be determined by the Secretary of the Treasury in consultation with the Secretary of State. The importation into the United States directly or indirectly of any goods, services, or technology from the covered regions. The exportation, re-exportation, sale, or supply directly or indirectly from the U.S., or by a U.S. person wherever located of any goods, services, or technology to the covered regions. Further in the executive order under Section 2, it says all property and interests in property that are in the U.S. and hereafter come within the U.S. or that hereafter come within the possession or control of any U.S. person, including any foreign branch, of the following persons are blocked and may not be transferred, paid, exported, withdrawn, or otherwise dealt with. Any person determined by the Secretary of Treasury in consultation with the Secretary of State to operate or have operated since the date of this order in the covered regions. 
to be or have been since the date of this order a leader, official, senior executive officer, or member of the board of directors of any entity operating in the covered regions. To be owned or controlled by or to have acted or purported to act on or behalf of, directly or indirectly, any person whose property and interests in property are blocked pursuant to this order or to have materially assisted, sponsored, or provided financial, material, or technological support for goods or services or in support of any person whose property and interests in property are blocked pursuant to this order. Other prohibited acts under Section 3 include but are not limited to the making of any contribution or provision of funds, goods, or services by, to, for, or for the benefit of any person whose property and interests in property are blocked pursuant to this order, the receipt of any contribution or provision of funds, goods, or services from any such person, any transaction that evades or avoids or has the purpose of evading or avoiding, causing a violation of, or attempts to violate any of the prohibitions set forth in this order is prohibited. Any conspiracy formed to violate any of the prohibitions set forth in this order is also prohibited. And nothing in this order shall prohibit transactions for the conduct of official business of the federal government by employees, grantees, or contractors thereof. Perhaps one of the more controversial sections of this sanction includes Section 6, which prohibits the unrestricted immigrant and non-immigrant entry into the United States of non-citizens determined to meet one or more of the criteria in Section 2 of this order. This would be considered detrimental to the interests of the United States, and the entry of such persons into the United States as immigrants or non-immigrants is hereby suspended, except where the Secretary of State or the Secretary of Homeland Security, as appropriate, determines that the person's entry would not be contrary to the interests of the United States, including when the Secretary of State or the Secretary of Homeland Security, as appropriate, so determines, based on a recommendation of the Attorney General, that the person's entry would further United States law enforcement objectives. The Secretary of State shall implement this authority as it applies to visas pursuant to such procedures as the Secretary of State, in consultation with the Secretary of Homeland Security, may establish. Section 7 prohibits the making of donations to anybody included in the executive order as well. Section 8 goes on to define the term entity in terms of how it's used here in this sanction. So entity means a partnership, association, trust, joint venture, corporation, group, subgroup, or other organization. Section 8 goes on to further define the term region of Ukraine, which includes the land territory in that region, as well as any maritime area over which sovereignty, sovereign rights, or jurisdiction is claimed based on purported sovereignty over that land, territory, or area. So what is affected here? Basically, all U.S. persons, including all U.S.-owned businesses located outside of the U.S., and all foreign persons with U.S. products that meet the de minimis standards wherever located can not trade with these areas, the DNR or the LNR region of the Ukraine, and you cannot import or export, and you cannot donate to these areas. You also cannot engage in sales or business transactions of any kind with these areas of the Ukraine. Again, that is the DNR, 
and the LNR. Some of the U.S.'s top imports from Russia consist of titanium as well as oil. On February 22, 2022, the White House released a background press call by a senior administration official on the Russian sanctions. During that press call, the White House official said, so Russia's long previewed invasion of the Ukraine has now begun and our response has also begun. Today we responded swiftly and in a united fashion with our allies and partners. The speed and coordination of this response was historic. We announced our first tranche of sanctions in less than a day with allies and partners from the European Union, from the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, and Australia. This response was taken much faster and goes much further than we did in 2014. They went on to describe the details of the packet. First, after consultations overnight with Germany, Russia's Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline will not become operational. That's an $11 billion investment and a prized gas pipeline controlled by Russia that will now go to waste, and it sacrifices what could have been a huge cash cow for Russia's financial coffers. But it's not just about the money. The decision will relieve Russia's geographic chokehold over Europe through its supply of natural gas, and it's a major turning point in the world's energy independence from Russia. Second, we've made a demonstration of power of our financial sanctions. And make no mistake, this is the only sharp edge of the pain we can inflict. So again, in lockstep with our allies, we're fully blocking the U.S. and European financial systems, the fifth largest Russian financial firm, which is VEB, a glorified piggy bank for the Kremlin that holds more than $50 billion in assets. And we're also fully blocking a $35 billion bank, which I cannot pronounce, forgive me, <laughs> Promzeva Bank, <laughs> that finances the activities of the Russian military. In plain English, the full block of these banks means they can no longer make any transactions with the U.S. or Europe, and their assets in our respective financial systems are now frozen. And let us be totally clear, no Russian financial institution is safe if this invasion proceeds. We are ready to press a button to take further action on the very largest Russian financial institutions, including Superbank and VTB, which collectively hold almost $750 billion in assets, or more than half of the total in Russia as a whole. Third, together with our allies, we've also cut off the Russian government, the Russian Central Bank, and its sovereign wealth funds from U.S. financing. Europe has taken very similar measure. That means that the Kremlin can no longer raise money from the U.S. and Europe, and its new debt can no longer trade in U.S. or European markets. Fourth, we have fully sanctioned a group of Russian elites and their family members. These individuals have shared in the corrupt gains of the Kremlin, and they will now share in the pain. Other Russian elites and their family members are now on notice that additional actions could be taken as well. The White House went on to say, let me just take a minute to address a key part of the president's speech on energy. We are quite deliberate to make sure that the pain of our sanctions is targeted at the Russian economy, not ours. So none of the measures are designed to disrupt the flow of energy to global markets. And we are now executing a plan in coordination with major oil consumers and oil producers towards our collective interest to secure the stability of the global energy supplies. As of today, the Ukraine remains in a state of emergency, while NATO remains on standby. Obviously, if you were trading or doing business of any kind with Russia, this has a huge impact on you and your company. 
Long story short, there's so much that you are not allowed to trade with Russia right now, both importing and exporting, that it would be considered a violation of IEPA. If you have concerns about what you want to trade with Russia, please reach out to our office for more questions and guidance. Also, now would be a very good time to check up on your company's cybersecurity, make sure that you are buttoning the hatches and preparing for the possibility of a future cyber attack by Russia. Right now, we are currently working on a new cybersecurity training at our company. So if you are interested in learning about cybersecurity or import-export regulations or more about these sanctions, please go to our website, which is www.eib.com, or call us at 978-256-0438. Thanks for listening to the program today. I hope you learned something new. And be safe out there, everyone. My name is Nicolette, and I was your host. I look forward to seeing you every other week. Until then, remember, export compliance, it's the law. We make it simple.